It is a Cardano wallet. So you can purchase ADA within the wallet. You can store it, you can send it, receive it, all of those things. Um, and then moving into the next phase, it's going to be, you're going to be able to have ADA staking. We're going to be supporting Cardano native tokens, swapping within the wallet, integrations with DEXs and NFTs. So you'll be able to visualize your NFTs within the wallet as well. And then uh, going into a much larger phase, maybe a more important phase will be next year. And so it's going to be an all-in-one platform for all of your DeFi needs. And it's going to be accessible to beginners. So we're going to be focusing on being able to onboard beginners and having them understand um, and complete all of their DeFi needs within that. And, but then we'll cater to the experts as well. Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards. And on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and change makers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano. And if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're joined by Sean, co-founder and Chris COO over at Jero Wallet, uh, a crypto wallet which seeks to be the your master key to DeFi. So Sean and Chris, cheers for coming on the show. I blame Thank you pleasure for having me. Uh, no worries. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, to start us off, maybe we can begin with a quick introduction. So uh, maybe Sean, you can start first and then we can go over to you, Chris. Yeah, uh, I'm Sean, Sean Roller, and I am a co-founder of Jera Wallet. And so uh, a little bit about my background is I actually started in psychology and wanted to apply my psychology skills to technology. And so that's where uh, UX research, UX design comes into play. So I, I kind of navigated to uh, working in UX in the tech industry while also being very interested in blockchain and crypto and then eventually DeFi. And then um, I have a master's in human factors, just wanted to you know, learn more about uh, humans and how to improve technology for humans. And that's what the focus of human factors is. And then uh, I just, you know, how I got to Wallet is we noticed that there is a major lack of uh, focus and user experience in DeFi, blockchain and crypto. A lot of projects will mention user experience or they, uh, you know, the goal is to improve user experience, but don't necessarily uh, reach that goal. You know, it's good that they mention it, but uh, I guess that's kind of how a little short summary about how I came to be with uh, Jerry Wallet. Nice, nice. Chris, what's your story? Yes. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Chris and I'm the CEO of Jerry Wallet. My background is in cybersecurity. I have about uh, 80 years of professional experience. And uh, what I would like to do with Jira Wallet is to bridge my passion uh, for cybersecurity and, and um, apply that to Jira Wallet, of course, and, and then going forward into the blockchain in general. And in the project, I, um, I oversee the development side of things and, of course, the, sec the security aspect of the project. Gotcha. All righty. And how about Jira Wallet? What is Jira Wallet? Yeah, uh, so Jira Wallet is, uh, depends on the phase. So we kind of think about it in phases. And so the first okay. phase, what it is right now, the beta, it is a Cardano wallet. So you can purchase ADA within the wallet. You can store it, you can send it, receive it, 
all of those things. Um, and then moving into the next phase, it's going to be, um, you're going to be able to have ADA staking. Um, we're going to be supporting Cardano native tokens, swapping within the wallet, integrations with DEXs um, and NFTs. So you'll be able to visualize your NFTs within the wallet as well. And then uh, going into a much larger phase, maybe a more important phase will be next year. And so it's going to be an all-in-one platform for all of your DeFi needs. And it's going to be accessible to beginners. So we're going to be focusing on being able to onboard beginners and having them understand um, and complete all of their DeFi needs within that. And, but then also cater to the experts as well. So providing the features that the experts want uh, all within Jira wallet. And so you will have the basics that you need, like a Cardano wallet, but then also things like the uh, yield farming and derivatives and synthetics, um, access to those sorts of things, being able to swap, cross-chain swapping, all of those good things, uh, all in one place. So you don't have to navigate across several different endpoints. You know, you don't have to purchase your blue chips in um, Coinbase or something like that, send it somewhere else, send it to another wallet just to do like a swap. Uh, you want to pay all those fees, it'll be much quicker and you know, all in one place mm. is really the goal. We're trying all to in keep. one place, yeah. And at the moment, and, it's a wallet, yeah. Yes. And I just wanted to add to what Sean mentioned that uh, currently it's a Chrome extension, mm -hmm. but we, in parallel, we're also developing the uh, mobile version for the iOS and Android uh, platforms. Yeah, so it's an extension on Chrome at the moment, which people can download. Mm -hmm. And I recommend that they do because I've, I've downloaded it at the moment and it's... um. Yeah, it's cool kind of using that. It'll be exciting to see the different features as they roll out. Uh, you mentioned the NFT integration and the fact that you can visualize the NFTs. That's quite a big one because it's, it probably seems like a small thing, but when you buy an NFT and we're in this NFT craze at the moment, it makes such a difference if you can see it on, on your app and you don't have to go to that step of copying your address and then going to pull PM and, and, visual, and seeing it that way. Um, so that would be quite uh, a big deal, I, I imagine. Um, yeah. And you, yeah. Yeah, you go. Go ahead. I was just going to oh, say, I think it's like important to be able to actually yeah, visualize the NFT and it's not just a bunch of letters and words and numbers and stuff like that. Because uh, you want to collect them, you want to look at them. Mm, mm, exactly. And um, and you yeah. want to be sure when you send an NFT, well, am I sending the right one or, <laughs> or you know? That's another point. So it's, there's like two angles. So with, with the NFTs, it's nice to, when you buy an NFT from CNFT Marketplace, you can see it on your wallet and you can kind of, you know, look at the cool different avatar projects that you've bought. But at the same time, if you want to send it to someone, that's something I've experienced is, am I sending the right one? Because it's, you're, you're sending the, the text. So you almost have to double check the, the, the NFT and the name of it. And then when you send it, you just need to kind of cross-reference it and just make sure that it's the right one because you can't see you're sending the same thing unless you're sending it from, I think, NAMI wallets, anyone that you can uh, do that at the moment. Um, you mm -hmm. touched on it earlier with, uh, you know, the user experience being like a big mm -hmm. part of, of Jerry Wallet. Can you maybe expand a bit on, yeah, the, the problems that you're solving uh, and if it is, you know, primarily around maximizing that user experience and making that as simple as possible, what does that like look like um, specifically? 
Sure. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, user experience, I think everybody can kind of agree is it's kind of difficult to achieve a superior user experience through crypto in general, just because it's so, um, you know, it's so convoluted. There's a lot of moving pieces and it's new, you know, it's not something they teach you in school. Um, and part of the reason how Jira Wallet kind of came to be is that uh, with the DeFi boom, we noticed, uh, I mean, at least I did with uh, MetaMask and Uniswap, uh, when those really blew up, um, that a lot of people in like discords and telegrams, they all had questions on like, okay, how does this work? How do I add my tokens to MetaMask? Like, how do I do a swap? What is uh, the uh, slippage? Those sorts of things, you know, why is my transaction failing? All, all of those things. So, um, you know, that's just a small piece of where user experience can be improved in DeFi and crypto and blockchain. And um, so for Jarawala, what does that look like? Uh, every step of the process for development considers the human, the user that's going to be using the wallet. What are they going to be thinking? How do we cater to accessibility? And you know, how do we support the beginner user to be successful all the way, all the way through? So we, we are prioritizing the user and the user experience comes before development. Um, and so a few other things that you could kind of look at, uh, we're collecting user insights so we could do research. Uh, we are looking at what users are wanting, what, what they're saying and considering that into how we build Jira Wallet as well. So we are including the user's voice as well into the development of uh, Jira Wallet. So I think that's a little bit different than other projects may do. I think there are several projects that like to do that, um, but maybe a little bit different than like centralized tech companies, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe they do more of just like, we create, we develop, we know what to do, and then we get the user feedback, but we kind of incorporate both together in the development stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the user experience is, is key. I always think to myself that we are, you know, we've been, you know, I've been exploring DeFi for a little bit now and, but we're, we're still just super, super early uh, until we reach the point where I can just tell my mom to, you know, send me <laughs> 20 ADA on, on, you know, on this whatever DeFi platform that I'm using on whatever wallet. Um, until we can get to that point where she can do that without me having to send her a two-page instruction list on, on how to do that, then we're not quite there. And that's currently... I'm at that point where I'd have to really almost put, I have to create a YouTube tutorial uh, explaining her how to do that, uh, which is also exciting because it just shows how early we are and, and how many opportunities there are from a developer point of view uh, to address those problems specifically, which is, which is super cool and also cool for a user. Um, there are another a number of wallets out there. We mentioned Nami Wallet before on Cardano, other Cardano ones, Uroi. Um, and then outside of Cardano, MetaMask is the big one. And then Solana, you, Phantom's quite an, a nice one that I like on Solana. That user experience is quite nice. What is your point of difference? How, uh, how Obviously, user experience, but um, maybe in terms of even features and stuff like that, what are some ways that you're differentiating yourself from, maybe let's focus on Cardano wallets for the moment. What are your point of difference uh, within the Cardano wallet space? Um, before we dive into the features, I, I'm gonna start by saying we uh, build with uh, quality in mind. 
mm-hmm. and security mind. So uh, we are very lucky to have some uh, very experienced uh, team of developers. And so combine, combining that experience with uh, the UX and UI part uh, that Sean mentioned, we, from, the, from day one, we started building on an enterprise level. And that means uh, doing quality checks, uh, doing uh, user acceptance testing, having, let's say, a production environment, but also a dev environment and a test environment so we can roll out new features without affecting, uh, let's say, the the current users. Um, So for us, uh, it's very important to, when we roll out a feature, it has been uh, thought uh, thoroughly it has been tested thoroughly. Of course, you know you, you can never you know, catch 100% of all the bugs. There, there's always these one or two edge cases that are going to end up you know, breaking some, something. But uh, besides those ex, uh, like uh, exceptions, we 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 invest heavily in quality and knowing that uh, when users get our uh, wallets, they're going to have a quality product in their hands. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that's a, a, a important part of your process in terms of actually doing anything is 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 uh, um, what you call it security first. Of course, security first, embedded with uh, quality. Uh, we believe that's a very uh, good combination. Mm-hmm. And then maybe on some of the the features, do you offer? Because I know you guys um, have a fiat on ramp. Um, which is super handy. Um, would that be, what are some other, I guess, uh, features that you guys are either exploring to have or like are in the roadmap, which would differentiate yourself from other wallets out there at this point in time? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think we were trying to dodge your last question or derail you or anything <laughs> like that. I think you just wanted to finish up on the previous question. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, if you put our wall up next to MetaMask or um, Phantom Wall or something, um, there's gonna there's definitely gonna be some similarities and there's gonna be some differences. So it just depends on which wallet you're comparing and stuff like that. But um, you know, yeah, a fiat on ramp is definitely super important. Um, and I think as Jarwall is super super early right now, um, I think you can really compare us to you know MetaMask for example. But that's not where we're going to stop, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we're going to keep building on to the wallet. It's going to be a much larger platform. That's why I kind of, you know, I mentioned that it's in phases. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if you kind of wanted us to com- compare and contrast other projects or something like that, or maybe the features and stuff like that, I think what, you know, what makes us different from MetaMask right now in this phase, because we're going to be much, much different later mm-hmm. and we'll really start to separate more and more as time goes. But right now I think is we we really considered the user, the user experience in developing this wallet. And so MetaMask has similar fun- functionality, but you know, I really don't, I'm trying to not talk poorly about other, other wallets because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a user of MetaMask and so I really appreciate it. But um, I think organizations, so there's a lot of human factors principles that we incorporated into um, Jarrow Wallet. And so there's ways to improve technology for humans and that's through these principles. And so uh, organization, communication, transparency, and um, you know, 
onboarding, walking users through, you know, getting onto the platform and stuff like that, um, grouping, using Gestalt walls, those sorts of things. So it may not necessarily be like features that you use, but the features of the wallets are principles to improve user experience. And so I think that's what differs us from other mm -hmm. wallets. And it's not just UX design. Uh, so a lot of people think UX is UX design, but it's a lot, it's, it's psychology. It's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about uh, efficiency. So I think, you know, all of those things are kind of features of our wallet uh, to yeah. consider and not necessarily, you know, swapping, purchasing, you know, trading and stuff like that. Um, those, yeah. those sorts, sorts of yeah, gotcha. Um, that's an interesting point. Um, mentioning that the user experience isn't just related to the to the design. Um, you know, obviously there are other aspects to it as well. And one thing that I'm really looking forward to is one big friction point is you know the address the addresses the wallet addresses is a big string of numbers and letters. Uh, there are a couple of projects coming out on Cardano where you can kind of, I don't know exactly how the mechanics around it, how they work, but essentially you have like this handle or whatever, and you can send money from just, you know, a name, whatever that is. Is that some, something, a similar thing that you could integrate into Jira wallet in the future? Because I imagine that would really boost, um, user experience from like a, making it easier to, to send and receive and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, let me take this one. Sorry, I want to okay. answer. Uh, sure, I mean, we've already kind of integrated that. Uh, so it's nice that you brought that up. Um, so I think one point that you really brought up that is a problem is just like the way, just the nature of crypto and blockchain is, you know, like these long addresses and stuff like that. A lot of this stuff is really like unavoidable or it's really mm. difficult to avoid or you really have to strategize how to improve the experience when we have all of these blockers or hoops to jump through that are built into the blockchain. Um, but I mean, that's one thing that we have built into the wallet itself is, of course, you can change the name. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to be launching more customizable features. So you can you can actually color coordinate your wallets. And then like in the transaction details, for example, and stuff like that, you'll see like your wallet, you know, the name of your wallet and like the color of the wallet and stuff like that. So it'll help a little bit um, with like, keeping track of the addresses and stuff like that. But as far as like, if you wanted to receive ADA now, for example, like you would have to share your actual address. You couldn't share like the mm. name of your wallet, mm. which could be cool. Like if you had like a code name for your wallet or something, mm. or like maybe something like a gamer tag where there's only like one unique one or something mm. like that, it could be cool. But um, if I uh, may, may add to what Sean uh, mentioned. Go for it. Uh, uh, Blaine, I think you're referring to uh, ENS protocol. And uh, it, I think this is the acronym. I could be wrong. I, it works pretty similar to DNS, yeah. but they always say it's not DNS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's very interesting that you mentioned that because uh, I, I cannot um, reveal too many information, but uh, implementing this uh, part of the protocol would be, uh, it's definitely something that we're looking into, but then we also found a way uh, with another project that we are working with to, to add an additional layer of security on that. And so um, we we have some pretty uh, cool features. Uh, in the works. <laughs> in the works, yes. Well, it's, it's nice that you guys are working on that because that is, um, I think, a big one 
for for also new newbies coming into the space when they see this massive string of things i like mm, don't know what to do this looks scary i'm you know i'm just going to go back to my traditional bank kind of thing it's it's one of those things it's just it's foreign to them having a you know a bank account or a whatever an account that has your money in it to have this long name because uh, it's just not what we're used to in the real world um so exciting exciting um Cardano, uh, this is obviously a Cardano podcast. I love Cardano. I'm not a Cardano maxi. I'm, I, I don't like maximalism, so I, I kind of like, uh, you know, all, all crypto as a, as a movement. Um, but why build yeah, on Cardano? Or why focus I, I was, on Cardano? Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, the crypto maxi. I'm a crypto maxi. Well, I, I'm yeah. a, I'm a uh, make the world a better place maxi. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm into. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why Cardano? I was going to let you take this, Chris, because I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why Cardano? Uh, yeah, the um, we truly believe in Cardano and uh, it's going to solve uh, or already solve these. Well, it's going to solve the scalability issues Ethereum has. And, and of course, the crazy uh, fees that uh, everyone gets to uh, <laughs> to experience from time mm. to time when the when there is high load on the network. So with uh, low fees and uh, great scalability, you have uh, you, we, you have essentially solved two of the main issues that uh, Ethereum has been uh, say experiencing uh, the last uh, few years. And and of course, uh, there is also a big community and a lot of projects uh, building into Cardano. And, and you have this momentum of uh, projects and, and development um, going on. And, and it's, uh, it's, very, it's a very good, let's say, opportunity and the right time to develop in Cardano and, mm -hmm. and be one of the first movers in the space. Mm. Okay, good answer, good answer. Uh, so that's that's why Cardano. But you guys have started on Ethereum. Can you maybe step through the rationale for you know maybe starting this on on Ethereum first? What's the logic there? I'm gonna let Sean take this one. Yeah, for sure. So um, I mean, one of the main reasons definitely is going to be funding. So we this isn't a project that we could fund ourselves, um, and so you know, with advice from the card starter team, because they're the ones that incubated us and launched us. And so, um, you know, with their suggestions, they suggested to go. Hello. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't, you know. Um, right. But yeah, with their, with their, with their uh, suggestions, you know, they suggested to start with ERC-20 and then um, that way we could get our funding. And so we, we can make sure that we could actually make this uh, project work. Um, and then um, let's see what are the what are the reasons. There's definitely other reasons, Chris. Um, I, I will say that we we're we're trying to migrate to Cardano as soon as we can. So as soon as this bridge is ready from the Cardstarter team, um, mm -hmm. we will be doing so, and then we will be a uh, Gerald will be a seeing uh, a native token on Cardano. Yeah, gotcha. So big part is the fundraising, which makes sense, um, especially when you're you know you're building this out in these phases and you kind of need, I guess, capital in order to implement these, these 
to build out these stages, I guess. And a big one as well was you just couldn't, Cardano wasn't ready for for projects to build on it as well. So if you wanted to, you know, make some moves in the space a few months ago, um, Cardano just wasn't wasn't really an option. So um, from that angle as well, I, I, that makes sense. This is, uh, Blaine, if I may, it's also a very good segue to, uh, if we can also discuss uh, the progress of the token or the, you know, the specifics behind the bridging and what needs to be done. Yeah, totally. Uh, Stop. Yeah. Uh, sure. So um, uh, as Sean mentioned, there is the, the bridge, which is actually going to burn, let's say, the Ethereum tokens and, and meet them on the Cardano side. But uh, before we get there, we, we are currently developing our smart contract. And once it's about... Uh, I'm going to say a month from uh, being, uh, let's say, delivered, but we're not going to take it live, of course. So we're going to uh, audit it first and make sure that uh, you know users' uh, funds are safeguarded with a third-party well-known uh, auditor. And, and then we will be able to run it on the mainnet. And once it's running on the mainnet, then users will be able to bridge their ERC-20 tokens into Cardano. Okay, and is there a um, working? Is there a timeline on on when that could be as a rough idea, or is it kind of a moving target at the moment? There is a rough estimate of um, when I say I don't know six weeks, eight to eight weeks. This is a rough estimate, and but this is uh, you know DeFi, and a lot of things can change either in in the good scale or the uh, negative scale. Yeah, things move super quickly in this space. I yeah. think uh, you know people in this community can. When we when we look at timelines and due dates, it's you know with a grain of salt because there's so many other things that can influence that as well that are often out of people's control. Um, okay, exciting. It'll be cool to 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 see this on on Cardano. It'll be cool to see more projects well on Cardano. It's just going to be an exciting time for anyone that's a fan of of this ecosystem. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting the next couple of months. Ah, oh, looking forward to it. Um, tokens, okay. how you go? Hopefully, go for it. Exciting. Hopefully, uh, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, super exciting. Um, the token uh, we kind of joked at the start. Um, went like when when token as a question uh because I, I always find that so funny when in this space when you're kind of navigating to different social media channels everyone kind of um condenses a lot of their questions into into like when 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 x when <laughs> when token. so your when token your token you can already get at the moment um so um so maybe step through how how can people get the acquire the token um, and maybe the the token utility. What once they have the token, what value does that give the the hodler of that token? Yeah. Uh, so right now we are available on Uniswap. So that is really just where we tell people to go right now. We aren't uh, we don't really support any of the sexes that that we were on the centralized exchange exchanges. So. Um, and so when we migrate to Cardano, um, yes, there are definitely going to be, 
it's definitely going to be utility. And so we are currently working with M Labs right now uh, and determining, you know, with the smart contracts, what that utility is going to be. And uh, so I, I'm not sure if we should really say what that utility is going to be, because I think it's a little bit, it's changing a little bit, especially with uh, the way the SEC is right now. So we're trying to be a little bit cautious and we're considering gotcha. a lot of uh, legal reasoning into it. Uh, but there's definitely going to be a lot of utility, actually. We have a very <laughs> long list of features and utility that we want to introduce with Wallet. So, um, Chris, is there anything you want to I, I'm wondering if we could just mention what's already on the light paper because it's public yeah. information anyway. And, and that's uh, staging, uh, governance, and premium features within the wallet. But uh, in the meantime, we, as we are US-based uh, legal entity, we were doing our best to play by the, <laughs> by the rules and follow the SEC guidelines yeah, and, yeah. How, and the very famous uh, how it test. So uh, yeah, we, we already have you know, a bunch of information on the light table, but uh, we're also reviewing and revisiting a few things. Uh, yeah, okay. I understand. I, I don't know the ins and outs of how all that process works, but I hear it's very complicated. So <laughs> I empathize for you guys through this process. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Um, but you. yeah, as you mentioned, because uh, I was looking at the the light paper, which is on your website. Um, so for those that want to, I guess, look at that, they can hop on there and also check out other uh, aspects um, on that light paper on their website. Um, there's a kind of few more questions. Uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on, you mentioned the governance. Uh, does that mean that there is some strategy uh, or some plan in the future for there to be some community governance uh, integrated into to Jira, is that a plan for the future? That is correct, yes. Yes, we will 100% have governance, yes. Okay, perfect. That's always uh, an important thing for me, um, especially when we're talking about DeFi. DeFi, part of that is decentralized, and I think a key part of that decentralization is the fact that it's governed by the, the community. So um, good to know. Um, I guess the one last, one of the final questions I, I want to kind of touch on is the the roadmap. So we've, we've talked about, you know, this being built out in stages and we currently have a, you know, a, a Chrome extension wallet out at the moment. What are some, what's the roadmap look like for the rest of the year uh, and some, I guess, key milestones on that roadmap in the near term? Yeah. Uh, so we will be have, Sorry, we have ADA staking coming out very, very soon. Uh, and then we have um, native token support coming out. Uh, we're going to be doing some customizable features with the wallet, uh, you know, like personalization. Um, and then some of the other big ones uh, on the roadmap, definitely mobile app. Uh, so iOS and Android apps. And then NFTs, of course. Um, what else do we have this year, Chris? We have uh, hardware wallet support and uh, the DAP connector. And of course, uh, everything, everyone is waiting for the integration with Texas. And we are currently working on that and, and testing that out with uh, 
some taxes out there. And uh, yeah, for I think for the three months remaining, uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have plenty, yeah, big... yeah. <laughs> plenty, plenty lined up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from my point of view, I'm looking forward to the the DEXs and then obviously the wallets integrating with the DEXs. Once that happens, the, um, the flood floodgates are going to open, I think, once, yeah. once that happens. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm keen for that. Um, how, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely got to be one of those moments because I think a lot of people when the, you know, the smart contract, when the event happened at the summit, uh, and even before that, people were expecting, I think, more like pretty much projects straight away. Um, and I think that was maybe a miscommunication from the higher ups. Um, but once we get a DEX and once people can use it and wallets mm-hmm. can connect with it, the game will be changed. Yeah. Uh, um, yep. How can people connect and uh, connect with you guys and support what you guys do? Uh, excellent question. Yeah, we have uh, the Telegram group, uh, Twitter. We have a ticketing system. Uh, you can uh, open a ticket at any time at uh, helpdesk at girowallet.io. And uh, Sean, email? Um, yeah, I mean, I know on the website, you know, if you just want to send us some words or, you know, send us anything, you know, get in touch. We have that. Uh, at the bottom of the website we also have the medium articles i don't know if you, if anybody's just interested in and in seeing articles that we put out we'll be putting out some educational articles as well to go along with the features such as a delegation or staking um and then also we put our updates up on medium as well if you want to keep track of that mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah that's those are the common endpoints to you know reach out to us and get in touch with us perfect and these links will be in the description um, and the the final question that I like to ask everyone, and I'll, I'll ask it for, to to maybe both of you if you guys don't mind, it's just a general Cardano question. Um, and it's what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? Just it can be anything. There's I like it because it, you know everyone has a different answer. But um, <laughs> what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Sorry, I always pause to see if Chris has something to say. Uh, so I think what excites me the most is the attitude of the ecosystem and um, the long-term goals, so accessibility. Um, and I know something that always comes up is, is Africa, but it's, it's bigger than Africa even, you know, but it, I know that's a good example. It's just having a financial system that's accessible to everyone. And so there, there isn't individuals who may be, you know, you could say they have privilege over others, you know, um, benefiting more from others just because of where they were born or where they live. So I think that's what makes it, uh, what, that's what's most exciting, exciting about Cardano is that it's, it's an equalizer. Equalizer, I love that. How about you, bro? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, unknown coupled with uh, possibilities. We, we are at, at this this time we are like on the bleeding edge of Cardano. Mm. And there are a few things figured out, but also uh, many things that haven't been figured out yet. And so there's this, um, let's say, uh, rush from all the projects and the people that we're working with to figure out the details to make all these uh, great ideas and all this ecosystem actually work. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, And also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.